Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name's Colin C, and with me as ever is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hey, Colin. One more week and you'll be here. I will London. be. <laughs> to visit me. Uh, I will be, well, yes, I'll be, we'll see each other face to face for the first time in some, in some considerable time. It's been a while. I can't even remember the last time I saw you. I f- uh, I I've forgotten what you look like, Zijan. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm quite hard to forget. Uh, I imagine that age has withered us both. <laughs> uh, not, it hasn't been that long, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. It was about, what, about 18 months ago I got the tickets, maybe? Yep, and we mentioned that in our podcast ever since. It's a, it's been a long, long wait, but we're, we're almost <laughs> almost there. Oh man, I hope I don't get the flu this weekend. Really. Um, when you're going into play, Colin, make sure you get some um, mints or something to suck on, <laughs> in case you're going to cough every other. That's true. Ten minutes, <laughs> people are going to stare at you. We'll be recording a live podcast uh, from the from inside the theatre, <laughs> just giving our thoughts as it happens. It'll be like two minutes before you get kicked out. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be a very short <laughs> podcast. Um, uh, today we are talking Ready Player One. Uh, mm-hmm. We are also have a little uh, quiz on the Fantastic Four. We're talking the films of Richard Gere. If we get to that. <laughs> if we get to that. He got bumped from last time, sorry Richard. Um, and of course, much, much, much more. Much, much more. Uh, we start, as we ever do, with news, most specifically news about films or movies, if you if you don't, if you want to call them movies, you can call them movies. I don't know why I'm doing such a long intro to the. News. Yeah, you know, Colin, it's not it's not like that. Our previous podcast was long enough. <laughs> yes, we we rambled on a bit. Well, this this is classic ramble. I'll cut I'll cut this in editing. Don't worry, it'll be gone. But Zijan, do you have any any news? Yes. So um, good. Fresh what is off, that news? <laughs> fresh on directing the big sick, um, a film that both of us enjoyed last year. Great film. Yes. Uh, Michael Showalter is continuing his bid to direct another yet untitled comedy that will feature the help co-stars Jessica Chastain and Octavia Spencer. And is this the one where they're getting uh, equal pay? There was, there was a big, uh, big story about this, wasn't there? Well, uh, well, whilst there, I clearly missed it, but pretty much everything's about equal pay nowadays in the newspaper. So Yeah. Do we get equal pay for this podcast? Um... <sighs> We pay equally out to support this podcast. <laughs> if, if, that if, you makes want to, if you want to send us any money, I assure you we'll split it 50-50. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a thing, because obviously most of the uh, equal pay thing has been about male and female co-stars, but uh, I, yes. think, I think Jessica's trying to say something because saying yes, um, black women being paid less than white women, so she, she made sure that... I think I, Well, this is certainly a film she was doing with October Spencer, but um, I don't know if it was this one. But. Oh, wow. Well, of course, they were in the help together, as I mentioned, so... Hmm. But, That's true. Yeah. 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 So this film is described as something like uh, planes, trains, and automobile style, and the characters are trying to fight off their weather elements to make it home for Christmas. That's okay. the basic synopsis. Yeah. I really hate planes, trains, and automobiles. I think I've mentioned it before. But you like the big sick. I do like the big sick, and I like the Eagles song "Please Come Home for Christmas." So oh. it's it's all. Is it called "Please Come Home for Christmas"? I have no idea. It's oh. yet untitled. Call it. I will write to whatever that guy's name was you said and suggest that title. Okay. Who doesn't love films named after song titles? Just like Heaven, for example. What a film. Is this leading somewhere? <laughs> well. no, none of what I'm saying is leading anywhere. Why are we dragging this out again, Colin? We've I'm, been... just, I'm just saying I like films named after song titles. Okay. I watched one the other day. Um, uh, one yeah. Fine Day. It was, it was, it was good. Uh, Captain Marvel, which, uh, as we all know, will star the great Brie Larson and be set in the 90s. Uh, has added to its cast um, some uh, MCU alumni. Uh, mm-hmm, Lee yeah. Pace, who was yeah. Ronan the Accuser. Back uh, as Ronan the Accuser. Yeah. Uh, Jimon Hunso, maybe? Something like that. Who apparently played Korath in Guardians. I didn't notice him at all, but um, he's back. And, of okay. course, Clark Gregg uh, is back as Agent Coulson. He's finally alive again. Well, he's always been alive. <laughs> yes, so in Avengers he was killed in... The TV series. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he came back, but if you only watched the films, you wouldn't know that. No. And obviously, we already knew that um, Samuel L. Jackson was coming back. Which, it, it makes sense that they kind of bring back the characters who are like that, and, and I, I don't know whether they're going to de-age them or just put them in a baseball cap. Or... <laughs> as, as, as you do, that's how you look younger, Colin. Exactly. That's, that's how I used to make uh, Matthew Perry look younger in, uh, uh, well, sometimes in Friends, but also in... Um, uh, what's that show we did for Aaron Sorkin? Uh, Studio 60. They did a flashback episode. Basically, he was here in a baseball cap. But yeah, he was 10 years younger. Mm, just didn't, that. Um, she's, going to, she's going to star in the Avengers film, isn't she? Um, the upcoming one. Do you think so? Uh, I, think 
I think you're probably right. I don't think anyone's confirmed that. Oh. Um, but uh, there, there are rumours that she'll appear. And, and the Russo brothers changed their Twitter profile picture to a okay, picture of can, her. Can I make a prediction? Um, okay. She'll probably end the film. Like oh. She'll appear at the end. Right at the end. So you think post-credits or just no. uh, final? Finals? Final scene. That's my prediction. I was thinking maybe post-credits, but... Uh, because I think to have the big denouement being, hey, here's this character that some of you know, but most of you don't. She's going to save the day. I think that's going to put people off. I don't know. Well, she, she, she's supposed to be the most powerful superhero they're creating. So. Yeah. I've heard that. Is she more powerful than the Hulk? Um, in terms of pure strength, no. Okay. But she can fly and she can absorb energy. Like She basically absorbed a nuclear warhead before. Okay. Once. Um, basically, yeah, and projected all out again, so she can do that. So she's quite that's, tough. That's, that's pretty impressive. But I, yeah. I, I can't imagine the like the, the good guys at the uh, the Marvel studio saying Infinity War is looking great, guys. Love this, love this. My main problem was not enough superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally every character is in this. Well, it's not not literally, but there are dozens of of characters already in this film. So many, so many. I'm I'm worried about how they're gonna give each. And every character enough screen time. Well, they're gonna really. they're gonna kill off some of them, aren't they? That'll be. Well, rumors are. Uh, so you could just have the first scene. It's like, right, you, 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 <laughs> just die. Go on. <laughs> uh, Still very excited. Almost, almost upon us. Yeah, so looking forward to it. What else you got? Uh, um, something which is not coming anytime soon. The X Men films have been bumped back. Yes. <laughs> So both uh, there are two films that were, uh, that were meant to come out this year, apart from Deadpool, was uh, X Men Dark Phoenix and X Men New Mutants. Yep. And both these films have been bumped to next year. So New Mutants has been bumped to February twenty nineteen. So apparently the initial uh, bump back, but now it's been oh, yeah, right, but, but now it's been bumped six more months delay. Oh, and now, yeah, that towards the slot, Dark Phoenix is taking over that. So it's, um, it doesn't. It's, it's well. not not usually the sign of a great film, is it? <laughs> no. Although La La Land was was bumped back six months, and no one seemed to notice. Um, oh, was it? I didn't realize that. Yeah, so because I, I was quite 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 excited about this film back when I didn't know anything about it, just because of, of the, the the director and, and the cast, mm. and it was yeah all scheduled for release for, I think for the summer, and then just the next thing I looked at, it was suddenly for release in December. And I guess I, it's for Oscar season, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, maybe that's why they did that. Maybe New Mutants has been pushed back for Oscar. For, for Oscar reasons. <laughs> clearly, clearly. But there's talk of like film, introducing a whole new character. And, yeah, but if you're pushing it back that far, you can make a whole new film in that time. Yeah. Uh, they're probably just... The, 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 um, the side note to this piece of news that a lot of people aren't picking up on is that Bohemian Rhapsody is therefore being moved up from December to November. So it's not all bad news. Yeah, not, not in a sense. Uh, I'm just hoping for their sake that no one has grown a moustache. <laughs> Henry Cavill style. Yeah. <laughs> Before the reshoots. Uh, I mean, I wasn't going to watch New Mutants anyway because it's a horror take mm-hmm. on it. Dark Phoenix... Dark Phoenix was going to watch. It was it was just a peek behind the curtain of the C to Z of movies. We have a spreadsheet where we we write down what all our episodes are going to be about. Mm-hmm. Dark Phoenix was in there. It was in in for November, and now we've got to we've got to find something else to fill that gap. <sighs> Bohemian Rhapsody is then. Bohemian Rhapsody nailed it. Okay. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, long-awaited films, um, the the Man Who Killed Don Quixote is a film that Terry Gilliam, formerly of uh, Monty Python been working on for about 20 years i think and it's been kind of in development hell it's been they started filming once and had to cancel it there's actually a documentary lost in la mancha um about trying to make it and it failing it's got a trailer it's finally happening um <laughs> i think this is a film that if it just kind of came out i probably wouldn't care but the fact that he's worked so long and so hard to make this i think i've got to go and see it just to support the support the effort um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the story of Don Quixote. No, not at all. No, um, I'm going to expose myself as slightly ignorant here, but it, it's a, a Spanish Miguel Cervantes or something like that. Mm. Um, sometimes regarded as the first novel. My, my brother, who's listening to this, I imagine, is now shouting to me about how that's not true. Mm. But let's say it's regarded as the first novel. Um, this is a kind of a take of that, but I think Don Quixote is is um, Kind of moved to modern times. I don't, I don't know whether he time travels or, or what, but it's um, it's got Jonathan Price as Don Quixote. It's got Adam Driver. 
Okay. Um, it's been through so many. It was like when it was originally going to be Johnny Depp. There's been so many people signed up, attached to this, and then dropped out again. But um, I'm just yeah. Given it's taken twenty years. Yeah, enough. yeah. I'm just very, very pleased for them that, that it's finally happened. So, <sighs> and so it's Olga Kuryenko, who is a uh, who was in Quantum of Solace, who by strange coincidence had another trailer out the same day for Johnny English Three. Yep. Who wants that to happen? <laughs> You'll be surprised, Colin. Ron Atkinson is still very, very popular. Yeah, that's true. Mm, yes, especially in like the non-British part of. Do they all have Mister Bean? The do they? Do they have Johnny English? Well, it's about the same thing, isn't it? It's basically Johnny English is Mister Bean who can speak and he's a spy. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, <laughs> but uh, I saw Johnny English too. Really bad. I saw the first one. Wasn't Annie Hathaway in one of them? Uh, she was in Get Smart, which was oh, a yeah, similar, Smart, similar Steve concept. Carell, right, yeah. Yeah. Annie Hathaway, you want nickname terms with Anne Hathaway? I like it. Oh, well, when when you know people as you do, yeah, I didn't know your secret life of fame. Mm. <laughs> um, so Taika Waititi, oh yes, um, the director for Thor Ragnarok. His next film is called Jojo Rabbit, mm. and it will be a World War Two era film, um, and will star Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, they're teaming up the uh, MC4. This is, this is uh, an exciting one, isn't it? Tiger Woods is a great director. Although, always comedy. And, and this is a comedy, is it? I don't know why it's a comedy. So, it start, it's in World War II. It's in World War II. Um, it's about a young boy in Nazi Germany and his imaginary friend. Um, isn't, it, isn't this... Because Hitler's in it, isn't he? Oh, yeah. His imaginary friend um, looks like Hitler. Right. <laughs> yes. Because... <laughs> which was supposedly played by Tiger Woods oh. itself. Well, because um, he he's German and he didn't have a father figure, so he had to create something oh, that resembles okay. um, a potential father figure for and, him. And this Jojo Rabbit imaginary friend as well? Or was uh, I have no idea. Intriguing. So, yeah, Scarlett Johansson plays the mother and the boy's t- loyalties are tested when he discovers his mother is hiding a Jewish boy in her home as well. Wow. So, is when you a, have a... Ma- sorry? Is this Scarlett Johansson's first, uh, first appearance as a mother in a film? This is a, a landmark in any actor's career, and they start playing parents. Potentially, yeah. I can't think of a film where she hasn't played. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, in fairness, in real life, she is a mother, so it's not it's not much of a stretch. No, no, no. <laughs> Speaking of uh, of threequels, as I was just now, uh, Bill and Ted Three is closer than ever. Um, <laughs> what, what do you mean by closer than ever, Colin? Well, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> quoting, I, I saw this on Twitter, I was like, well, yes, I mean, that's how time works. Um, <laughs> it's, it's all relative, isn't it? Like, oh, yesterday we thought of the film, today we mentioned the film. So that, that's definitely pushing it closer than ever. Yeah, it, I, there seems to be a bit of a reaction because this Bill and Ted 3 has been being talked about for at least a decade and probably more. Um, I was looking on Wikipedia, and 2011, apparently, they had a finished script. Uh, but Bill and Ted themselves, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters, uh, they were united with the, I think, either the writers, the directors, or both, um, for an Entertainment Weekly thing. And uh, they were interviewed about this. And they say, yeah, we've got, we've got executive directors, we've got director lined up, we've got a script already, we're all ready to go. Uh, Bill and Ted face the music. Have you seen the Bill and Ted films? I've seen the first one. Yeah, the second one's rubbish in my view, but um, first one's great fun. I, I love that, uh, that that Keanu Reeves performance. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to Bill and Ted three if it ever actually happens. It's it's a bit it's like the man who killed Don Quixote, I guess. It's been, mm. it's been popping <laughs> around for a long for ages. time. Yeah, it's like uh, Red, Red Dwarf the movie. So it's been about twenty years claiming that was going to happen. Um, I've not seen Red Dwarf, so <laughs> no great. idea. I know it's big here. It's great. But the film's not going to happen. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I don't have much left. I think the last bit of news I have is, um, do you know the game uh, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? I have heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. <laughs> well, Gina Rodriguez, I'm going to mispronounce the last name, Gina Rodriguez. Oh, yes. Last seen in Annihilation. Of course. And is uh, set to star in a live action film for Carmen San Diego. Is this a computer game? Or is this a- it's a computer game, yeah. Okay. Uh, it used to be one of those point and click adventure games and you're supposed to solve clues um, relating to countries and history it's, it's a, a kind of educational game basically oh, yeah. Carmen San Diego is a thief and you're supposed to try and catch her and she's hiding around somewhere in the world for example and to do that you need to solve clues on you know what where in the world will she be so oh, okay. hence, hence the title <laughs> is this so gonna be, uh, do you reckon this is going to be an educational film and they're just going to have a big thing on the screen 
So, well, it's it's going to be on Netflix. Rock is near here, and then we <laughs> It's going to be on Netflix. So okay. Um, oh, there's going to be a live animated. Uh, there's not live animated. What's live? There's going to be an animated series before that as well. And it's going to be um, she's going to be voiced by Gina Rodriguez as well. So on top of that, now is a a big time for Carmen Santiago. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Um, a couple more sequel piece of information, uh, news. So the Tintin sequel that we all thought was dead in the water apparently is still happening. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, Colin Turaro is is uh, signed on to direct Jurassic World three. Um, no sorry. surprise there, is there? No. So he he did the first one. Obviously, he did Safe Not Guaranteed. I think he he was lined up to a Star Wars. He was Hollywood's darling. And then he did um the Book of Henry, which I I haven't seen, but apparently got absolutely panned. And suddenly, uh, everyone hates him. Because um, so, that's how Hollywood works. Yeah. So Star Wars got taken away from him and blah, blah, blah. Um, but he's, he's back for this. I think he, I think he wrote the second one, didn't he? So, uh, which is mm-hmm. coming out uh, later yep. this year. Um, and Tracy Morgan is going to be in the film What Men Want. That's, that's the only other piece is, of news I have. Pretty, pretty exciting piece of news um, to, to, to end on. with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked What Women Want. So, What Men Want, that could work. Why not? Why not? Uh, we move on then to our, our traditional segment, To See or Not To Z. We talk about a film we have recently seen, and we tell you, the listener, whether you should see it or not Z it. Uh, not Z it, Colin. Not Z it. It's not, f- it's, it's not going to catch on, Colin. Uh, but I enjoy antagonizing you every single time. <sighs> um, so yesterday, I saw a film in the cinema called A Quiet Place. Oh, did you? The John yes. Krasinski uh, And I'm Blunt. Hmm. Yeah, Which is real doing life very couple. well, isn't it? Um, it's doing really well. Um, it's been touted as being one of the most original horror films in a while now. And I really enjoyed it. And this is coming from someone who really do not like horror films surprised, in general. I'm surprised you saw this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because um, I saw it mostly because of um, the, the hype it's getting. Um, okay. And I thought, why not? Um, and because I needed a film for this section. <laughs> right. That's, well, dedication. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Um, and... But this film is surprisingly good, and I would recommend you to watch it as well, Colin. Even really? though I know you don't like it, don't oh. don't like horror films because oh, number oh. one, first of all, yes. there are not many jump scares in this film, okay. if not any at all. So those are the things that annoy me a lot in in, in horror films. Like so suddenly there's a scary bit. The, the 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 horror in this film is mostly like a slow building tension. So you okay. think of um, like the film Alien. Which so I you, did not like. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. You don't. You don't. But there's no gore. You don't okay. see any gore whatsoever. You just see a family trying to survive um, this creature. Because the, the idea is that if you make any sound, the creature gets you. That's the yeah, idea, the creature gets yeah. you. That's that's the basic uh, basic premise of the film, and it the, the film is just filmed really well. Like all the shots are done very beautifully. I have a problem with films which tend to like waste shots, like create so much um uh, create so much uh exposition and try to have long shots which doesn't okay. add to anything to the film but this film is so tight and i love it about this film it's it's just done very beautifully and it has such a strong emotional core mm. which is surprising for a horror film like as you seen, say a uh, real life couple the, the yeah, it, yeah exactly and i saw people actually crying in this film wow like of sure, yeah, it's 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 quite emotional. Like um, and I would therefore recommend you watching it. Like even though you, you you may not want to watch it in uh, in the cinema because the the sound effects tend to be <laughs> much louder there. Right. But I would yeah, I would just say just grab a DVD or watch it when it's on Netflix because it's definitely worth a look. Well, there you go. So I saw um the Hollers, which was the last film he directed, uh, which yeah. is kind of this kind of uh, family slice of life. I think which um. Was fine, but I think yeah, kind of sunk with that trailer. I don't think it's even released uh, over here. Okay, um, I have not seen a film in the cinemas, but I have. Um, I saw Wind River, which was uh, released last year. Jeremy uh, Renner and Elizabeth Olsen, real life couple. That one's not true. Um, no, not true at all. <laughs> Stop spreading rumors. <laughs> no, they're quite quite different in ages. I think actually, um, mind you. Hollywood, but anyway, uh, it's um, yeah, it's, it's set. I think in Wyoming, so it's up in the uh, in the snow. It's um, Elizabeth Olsen plays an FBI investigator. It's kind of a fish out of water thing. She's in, it happens to be in Vegas, so she she goes. Uh, she's the nearest person from the FBI, apparently, which seems a bit odd. Yeah. But there you go. Um, 
she's gone to investigate this this uh, rape and murder that's happened. Uh, Jim Moreno is effectively a kind of a cowboy type character. Uh, he's a hunter. That's his job. He hunts um, wild animals, and he's in the area because he's been asked to hunt some lions. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's very. I think it's the, f- the first film directed by this. I can't remember the director's name. Now, Taylor. I think it was Taylor Sheridan. Um, I think it's his debut. But yeah, very very bleak. Kind of you get big snowy landscapes. Um, mm-hmm. It's it reminded me a, a bit of um, uh, of a film that I can I can't remember the name. Insomnia. <laughs> um, the Stephen re- King adaptation. Uh, was that Stephen King adaptation? Fair enough. Well, a Christopher, Christopher Nolan film, but it might be. Uh, a, maybe not. Uh, it, I don't know if it's Stephen King or not. It, it, that was a good, It was kind of a murder investigation in really bleak landscapes, but but wasn't great. Well, I think this, yeah, I really this is really very good actually. It's um the only problem is that I I couldn't understand what people were saying half the time. I don't know whether it's because of the accents in that part of America. So I had, had I had to have subtitles on to figure out what was going on. <laughs> uh, I could just be getting old. I don't I don't know. But yeah, it's great great performances from both, and that really um good directorial style. That's someone I'll keep an eye out for. That you do. There's, there's one or two scenes. I mean, like I said, this girl's raped, and you actually you actually do see it happening, which I wasn't expecting um, to see. Uh, but apart from that, yeah, it's uh, definitely worth seeking out. Darren, friend of the show, uh, mm. he recommended it. So uh, there you okay. go. Two, two recommendations uh, this week: yep. in the cinema and on the DVD slash. However, you else you get your films. <laughs> uh, we move on to the main topic of the day: uh, Ready Player One. Steven yes, Spielberg's the, film about the latest Steven Spielberg film since the post. I didn't watch the post at all. Uh, I you didn't watch it at all. No. <laughs> I, um, I watched it in its entirety. The uh, last Steven Spielberg film I watched was Bridge of Spies. Okay, didn't mm. watch BFG. We no, I didn't I'm watch sure, the BFG. Either. Sure we've had this conversation before. Uh, yeah, I saw the post. Uh, the post was a bit dull. I thought actually. Um, I like I like uh, kind of journalism films, but they're all. It was a slightly odd one, and it was kind of an awards season type thing. I know we're not talking about that today, but it's um, the, it's an investigative journalist. But basically, just someone phones up and says, "Hey, we've got these papers. Do you want them?" And that, that's the all the investigation they do. Basically, <laughs> just drive over, uh, pick them up. It's like, yeah, cheers, cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just a big thing about should they publish them. Anyway, this is very different to that. So, um, Tijan, right. you're the one who tells people what the films are about. Yeah. So, Ready Player One is based on a book by Ernest Klein that came out a couple of years ago. You're not, uh, not, you're not calling him Ernie Klein? I thought <laughs> no, we're not, we're not on that terms yet, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and that, when the book came out, it came out with a lot of fanfare because of all its um, 80s uh, references. Mm. Um, so, this film is basically set again in a, I think it's a post-apocalyptic world-ish kind of place. Yeah, I don't think, well, I don't think it's apocalyptic. I think it's just... Um, Maybe it is. Mm, it seems like it, though. Cause, so the film is set in 2045, uh, when much of humanity escaping the desolation of the real world uh, uses the virtual reality system Oasis to engage in work and play. Um, and then work this, and play? Yeah. Is there any work? <laughs> well, that was the slavery bit, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. Um, yeah, so the, the creator of the Oasis um, uh, died at the beginning of the film. But he has left an Easter egg um, in the video game, which if any player could find that Easter egg, will be able to inher- inherit the entire his entire fortune worth so, billions of dollars. Yes, lots and lots of money. This film stars uh, Ty Sheridan, Olivia Cook, um, Simon Pegg. Surprisingly, I didn't expect that, and Mark Rylance. Uh, yeah, I must admit I've forgotten the names of almost all the characters. So uh, Wade Watts, isn't it, is the um, the main guy. Yes, uh, uh, what was his um, avatar's uh, pa- name? Parzival. Yes, Parzival. <laughs> um, in a, or sometimes known as, it took me a while to figure out they were calling him Z occasionally because of the, the middle Z he has in his name. Yes, you they, do. They clearly mispronounced. Um, I'm, I'm sad they didn't dub that for British audiences as, as uh, Z. Mm-hmm. That is a shame. Uh, so, as, as ever, we'll talk non-spoilers. We will sound off the spoiler alarm and talk spoilers. Um, have you have you read the book? I have read the book. Uh, so, I, I've heard elsewhere that people who read the book don't like this film. Um, is that uh, true? I didn't like the book. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, that's did you like the film? Yeah. So the the thing is, um, so I'm going to explain why what my issue is with the book. 
So a lot of people enjoyed the book because of all its 80s pop culture references. And yeah. there are loads of references um, in the book as well as in the Hundreds film. on every page. Is this so, going to be a um, grew up in Malaysia where we didn't have 80s references story? Well, it's going to be kind of that. Cool. Like it's when you when you read I, the book I, with I grew, love, up, I grew up in Worcestershire. We didn't have references either. No, we were just but, getting the eighties references in about ninety five. Yeah, but you don't really like play video games in the eighties, though. Do you play the Atari system? I didn't play the Atari no. system. No, no. And most of and most, if not a lot of the references there, it's a lot to do with video game culture back in the eighties as well. Yeah. And yeah. unfortunately, because of that, right, the book left me a bit cold. Okay. Distance. So obviously people who has played the games before has a lot of nostalgic attach- attachment yeah. to them. And hence they'll enjoy it a lot more. Oh look, all these references that they're coming a lot. Um they're, they're coming this way. I, I I understand all these references, I can point them out, that's great. But for someone who has not, you know, grown up in the eighties, um it, it it just alienated me in that it, sense. Yeah, and it's funny because there are lots of people prepared to hate this film from from way before it was released. So I think because of the same reasons. So apparently in the book, yeah, that Wade Watts, the the reason he he wins this thing is because he knows the most. So it's like he can, yeah, give references to really obscure computer game characters, mm. or he knows what yeah. happens in this film, or and and the comp- competition is all about that. And you think, well, okay, it, it, you kind of the kind of geek for want of a better word who basically just uses i had had expressed as well as kind of using it as a currency it's like just proving how much you know rather yes. than actually kind of having any kind of enjoyment it's kind of yeah if someone says to me oh yeah i really like those avengers films yeah rather than saying oh yeah they're great and talking about them for a bit just saying oh oh really well who played who played uh ronan the accuser then or that kind of thing and it feels very much a yes i can tell you the exact minute when someone said this word or something but, but, yeah basically that and I, I think with that as well the film was trying to do that it just chucked so so many references, so many pop culture icons into the film that it got it so bloated. <laughs> I I couldn't pick up like a lot of pi- a lot of times it felt like they were just catering to fan fan I mean, I I so I, I like this film. I think I think it worked. Um, I think you can enjoy it without understanding any of the references and um or almost almost none of. So I watched a, a YouTube video that kind of was trying to list all the references that were in it. Yeah. And yeah, literally like the first five minutes, it was just like, this computer game character, this computer game character. And as I didn't recognize a single one of them. And, <laughs> I, I think, and even the ones I've heard of, I didn't see in the film because they weren't like front and center. But I, I think that's why it works. And that if you know that stuff, you're going to have a great time because you're spotting them. But if you don't know it, it doesn't derail the film at all. It just, mm. and, and because they had so many... Uh, these characters in the background or in crowd scenes, like the the, the film, you know, the shot of pan across, you'd get a glimpse of someone, you think, oh yeah, because that guy from Alien, or you'd think it's some guy, I don't know who it is, but then you you don't need to know that, it doesn't really matter. Uh, and I think this lives or dies on whether you like the characters, like the lead characters themselves, as opposed to yes, and I don't, and I do, so I guess that's mm. the yeah, so fair fair enough. If 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 I hadn't liked them. So, so I'm guessing you didn't like this film at all, then? No, I, I thought it just felt very hey, flat. On me. We disagree. This is this never <laughs> no, happens. Right? Yeah, it's quite rare. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Yeah, it just felt very flat to me. Um, so um, I don't know how you want to proceed with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I imagine what will happen is you'll drag me down, and by the end of this, I'll be like, "Yeah, no, it's rubbish." But um, but I could try and I could try and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, elevate, elevate you. <laughs> so, I, I think you can. I have a lot of questions. Um, oh, okay. A lot of plot holes. Oh, oh, there's loads of plot holes. Yeah, yeah. So I, don't many get me wrong. I, I didn't. I, this isn't like my all-time favorite. I, I, I didn't even. Yeah, I, I might watch this again. I'm not going to say I loved it, but I had a good time. I enjoyed the ride. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, it doesn't make any sense. No, <laughs> not at all. It really doesn't. You shouldn't watch it for <laughs> for that at all. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so we've got it, it, real world. Wade Watts is living in the stacks, so it's a bunch of um, trailers stacked onto each other. Yeah, so I don't know if it's apocalypse before, whether it's just uh, things gone to pot, and because I mean, yeah, it could just be overpopulation, whatever else. Um, and even that world, I think, looked great. So I know obviously the, the massive budget would have gone into yeah, the, yeah. the Oasis, but I really actually, when they had that shot of the, all, the, all the trailers packed up and stuff, I thought I'd watch a film that was just sat around here. I think this mm. looks fun. Um, I, I think visually this film um, is great. Yeah. To be fair, um, to to do all this, put all the CGI characters in it, and to make it quite you know quite realistic is quite an achievement. So visually, I cannot deny that this film is is good. Yeah. It's really good in that. So 
Yes, and then he goes in the Oasis. I mean, this, the Oasis must have been around for quite a while because everyone's used to it. Everyone gets it. Um, and one of the first things that's the first. There's, there's, so there's got to, you've got to collect three keys. I think this this is yep. not really spoilers at this stage. Um, and the first thing is is this massive race, and you have to get to the end to collect the key. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably don't want to spoil anyone on that, but he, he's joining with Delorean. That's everyone. Everyone's seen that. So yes. huge reference. And and actually, this is once almost all the references went over my head. I did spot. Th- uh, well, including that one, I guess uh, four Back to the Future references, um, and two of them weren't in this guy's video. So I, that's, the, that's the because I love Back to the Future. I guess I pick those out, and someone else will love other stuff, and they'll pick those out. Mm-hmm. And in fact, that that's the thing. Cause, so you and I probably like pop culture more than most people. Yeah. Um, so you, you know those kind of Funko pop figurines things. I have quite a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, you definitely do. I do. I, they, I, yeah, it's, it's going to be a problem, but. Um, but I get the ones I like. And I think, well, yeah, 90% of the ones they make I don't care about. <laughs> and I think there's no one who's watching this film. Well, there's hardly anyone who likes all this stuff, surely. But you kind of pick what you like, or you see what you like, and you enjoy that stuff, and you don't need to worry about the rest. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have no problems with that bit. Um, there, there was a big, bit of a clutter, obviously. Um, <laughs> there were so many, so many, so many things going happening. Yeah. Um, I, I think apart from, you know, that, that's not the main problem, though. Okay. Is, um, is the main problem a spoiler type problem, do you think? No, it's not a spoiler type oh, okay. problem. Go for it. One of the main problems is that it's a lot of exposition. Okay. A really? lot, a lot, a lot of exposition happening in this uh, film. I, I mean, most filmmakers would say that there's an age that you should show and don't tell. Yeah. In this film, I can understand why you need to do it at the beginning because you need yeah. to set the world and introduce the world to the audience. But every single time when he goes into like to see the curator, is it the curator? Uh, yeah, yep. there'll be a long, long explanation of why this did happen, why why this would happen, and nothing, nothing comes from that. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, and, I didn't really. Uh, pick, I mean, I say, I, if anything, they could have done some more exposition to explain what was <laughs> what was actually happening because I didn't get what some of it. I guess the loopholes, but um, yeah, it just it just felt like. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of problems, by the fair, way. But there's a lot of explanation going on. And I, if you're going to watch this again, which I'm, which may happen next week, Colin. Uh, uh, it might do, yes. Yeah, I, I'm going to start timing how much exposition <laughs> happens in this film. because there Oh, what a fun guy you are. Yeah, because for, there were lots of, what's the word, voiceovers at the beginning when he was explaining, mm. you know, where things were happening. Then he was at the curator to understand what the, the creators, what was going on behind the creator's mind when he was creating this. And it was exposition after exposition. And then they were talking among each other to try to figure out what the mistakes were. And there was even more exposition to find out the background of the... Uh, it, it just got way too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so I, th- I think that... Yeah, I, I, maybe I'll watch it again and I'll agree. But I, I didn't feel like they were beating us over the head with it. Um I guess because there was so much to see, it was quite nice to have a few breaks. We just take a breath, uh, try to think, look at things. Mark Rylance plays the creator. Um, yeah, Oscar winner Mark Rylance. Oscar winner Mark Rylance. He yeah. was awful. <laughs> Maybe this is just a personal thing because I've not seen this in any reviews or anything. But I just thought he was so bad. Um, and that as that, he's the creator. He's kind of playing this geek character, but he just wasn't believable as a, as a wasn't believable as a human being to quote friends it's basically all the stereotypes that people can come out of a geek it's yeah. all thrown at him I mean, everything kind of, yeah I mean he's kind of playing it kind of behaviourally challenged whatever else and blah blah mm. but uh, I just didn't buy that at all I thought he's, he's clearly going for this and fair enough but I know Spielberg loves him so he's he's been in Suo he was the BFG in the BFG and he was in uh, Bridge of Spies mm. And Which sure he won an Oscar for, <laughs> and he won an Oscar for, and he's yeah. and, and in the theatres. He's, he's, I know, a very acclaimed actor. I just didn't didn't much like him in this. Uh, but Simon Pegg, I thought was was great, and and, uh, and, and Simon Pegg is the kind of person who gets this. I mean, he is a proper geek, mm-hmm. and, it, yeah. and, I, and I mean that in a good way. Um, in that he he loves this stuff. He, I mean, again, I don't know which of these things he loves or doesn't love, but he really appreciates kind of the fandom and and as, as, I don't like the word fandom, but um, you know, I mean. He's, he, no part of this is mocking, is it? I mean, it's, it's not no. kind of saying he, it's celebrating. Yeah, yeah, and I think probably celebrating the good aspects in terms of people enjoying things together and, and kind of yeah, really yeah. Um, getting into it, as opposed to the kind of exclusivity, which I think you're saying there's more of in the book, uh, maybe. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the other main character, uh, as you say, Olivia Cook plays Art Three Miss, um, which they again mispronounce as Artemis. Yeah, uh, I didn't, I didn't love that bit. Um, she was okay. Yeah, no, I think she was. She was. She, was, she reminded me of Daniel Panabaker. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, she. So uh, Wade or, or Parzival meets her in in the Oasis, and they kind of. He's good. so and yeah, they have quite a lot of friends in the Oasis um, without meeting them in real life. Yeah, uh, and obviously they fall in love because um, who, who expected. doesn't love a love story? Is it? Uh, <laughs> Although <laughs> yes. maybe not something that happens in like um, a day. Uh, well, you clearly haven't seen the the, uh, the film I referenced earlier, One Fine Day, <laughs> starring George Clooney and Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, yeah, I no, clearly sp- haven't no, seen it. No spoilers for that film, though. And, and they've not, yeah, and they've not met each other either. They fell in love with their avatars. That's the thing, and as as his mate says, um, how do you know she's a? She could, could just be a bloke, uh, which is quite common, though. Basement, to so. be fair, well, that's the thing because they do, by and large, choose avatars that look at least vaguely like themselves. Mm. Um, which I imagine in well, we we know from the internet, I guess, but I, most people going into the races would not do that, would they? Um, no. Why? Why would you want to look like yourself? Well, exactly. where you can look like anyone else, basically. That's uh, yeah. Um, well, that's a very sad. That's very sad. Uh, uh, you're wonderful just the way you are, Zijan. Yeah, um, but still, you could be anything, Colin. Yeah. You could be anything. Well, here's 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 a first uh, question slash plot hole. Is like, can you be anything? Can I you be, be the sun? Can you be a character that someone else has already taken? And be a planet. Like, Clearly not, because everyone is distinct, aren't they? So that's, and this is, and again, I got something else. But so in the film, they're building an iron giant. Mm. Why? What? Well, firstly, how do you build it? Secondly, why do you need to build it? I mean, how does that? Can't you? If you can be any character, why can't you just be the iron giant? Uh, someone commissioned. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I don't understand how that works. No, um, no. I mean, maybe you just can't afford it. Maybe maybe you have to pay to. No, how does, no, no. Yeah. no how, does any, in, how does any of it work? No, this happened in the book, by the way. No. No, okay. no, no. The the book basically has the three is the uh, the three key story. Yeah. But the ways to get the keys are completely different from the film. Oh really? Okay. Mm. Yeah, like the first quest is not like a a racing game. It's basically like a Dungeons and Dragons game. You go into a a cave. Oh, thank goodness that wasn't it. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that race was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. I mean, it's high octane. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely it definitely looks. Sort of place, yeah, but. yeah. And how many vehicles can you put from pop culture into a film? Yeah, and again, I didn't recognise any of them really apart from the DeLorean. Um, <laughs> There's a Batmobile. Oh, so, yeah, I did spot that. But things like, and, and they did say um, Artemis has got Akira's bike. I was like, fine, okay. I I vaguely heard of Akira. That's the Battle Angel, right? Is that that one? I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, I think I think it's an anime character, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's an anime character as well. But again, you don't need to know that to to. And in fact, the people I watched this with some friends who kind of watch films and stuff, but aren't into pop culture. So wouldn't have a clue what any of this stuff meant, um, and that's and I think they enjoyed it. So you don't mm. need to. I've written here, race is brilliant, which sounds like a really bad catchphrase. It's like, <laughs> come on, guys, race is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there you go. Uh, so that, that was that was great fun, and I did, I won't tell the so okay, going to spoilers, but I liked how that panned out. I thought that worked well. Mm-hmm. Um, we we haven't mentioned the main character yet. Um, Ty Sheridan. Yeah, wait, Watts. Yes, I don't like him. Okay, I think if you don't like him, you, that's the you're not gonna like this movie. That's the problem. Yeah, isn't it? So, I don't. I don't like the. So what the didn't? So didn't, you didn't like him in real life form or, or Oasis form or both? No, I think the okay. Personally, I found the actor quite uncharismatic, and I know that's a bit harsh, but there was a point when they did the whole battle cry, oh, yeah. like a la um, Braveheart, a la Lord of the Rings style. Yes. And he, if it was so bad, like the way he, he doesn't have the gravitas to do that. Yeah, that that didn't land brilliantly. I must. It was yeah. it was just so poor, and the the choices he made throughout the films, which we're going to go through in the spoilers later, I I I, I they're very questionable, and that's why I don't like his. I just don't like the character at all. See, I I, I did so. I th- I think um. Obviously, he knew his stuff. He's, he's, but he didn't kind of lord it over people. He, he had a certain vulnerability to him as well as kind of. But at the same time, when he was in the Oasis, felt quite confident. I, I, yeah, I like his performance actually. Um, mm. I, don't, I don't think he's gonna win anything for. Oh, he's not gonna win anything for it. But uh, he's not like oh, I must go and see the next Ty Sheridan film. Although he's a Cyclops, isn't he? In the new, he was like yeah, and he wasn't doing he, much there either. He wasn't. Yeah, he didn't get much to do. But um, mm. yeah, no, 
who's carrying the film. It's funny, actually, in the, towards the beginning, actually, because um, I, what I thought was in the trailers, I thought, oh, there's going to be like CGI first, but um, yeah, the stuff that's in the real world would be more captivating. But I was actually more compelled, I think, by this stuff in the Oasis hmm. in, in the first half. And then, and then when we got to see a bit more real world stuff, I, I, I really thought that worked as well. So, yeah, I like so many, I think going into it, and I always say this, but yeah, it lives and dies by its characters and I bought them. Mm, uh, I've been here. There, there is one point though. He, he does call someone else a noob. I could have done without that. That, that was pretty awful. <laughs> Only that point, Colin. <laughs> we'll we'll go through those in spoilers. By the way, I've got a list. Okay, fine. Um, do you want? Should we move to spoilers? Uh, I just want to mention uh, Ben Mendelsohn as the main antagonist. Oh, of course, yes. So yes, the main yes. bad guy in this film is, of course, a uh, nameless corporation. Well, in this case, it's not nameless. It's, it's, it's IOI. It's Skynet. Um, yeah, yes. it's a corporation, of course. We don't like um, capitalism. Um, ben Mendelsohn, Australia's own. He's uh, always a villain, really, isn't he? Isn't yeah. he going to be in the? He's going to be a villain in the new Cap- in the Captain Marvel, isn't he? Yes, he's he always was, a villain. Yeah. He's a villain in Rogue One. Um, I think he's the part which I enjoyed the most in this film because you can tell that oh, he's yeah. enjoying playing his part. Like he was having a lot of fun playing this role. Yes. Uh, he plays the CEO of uh, of this tech firm that wants to take control of um, the Oasis. And to do that, they hire lots and lots of people to find the Easter eggs. Yeah, and, and that kind of rang true. Because you, I mean, you would, wouldn't you? Like, if there's yeah, yeah. billions of dollars, you think, okay, well, rather than just having, having a go, you get hundreds of people whose only job is to... And th- I guess this is... And this is what worked for me as well, is kind of the, the idea of fan culture... With, yeah, on the one hand, you've got Wade Watson, and he just genuinely loves the stuff. On the other hand, you've got this guy who's just—he's pretending to like it, but really, he's just learning all all the stuff by rote. Mm, yeah, yeah. I I do like his character, so I have no 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 problems with that yeah. at all. Yeah. Um. Fact, before we go to spoilers, we haven't talked about Spielberg himself. Um. And I mean, he's been doing a lot of quite worthy films, so things like The Post, Bridge of Spies. Um, Lincoln. Before that, he's they're they're good quality films, but they're kind of a little dry um mm. and obviously he's he, he's broke his teeth and much more kind of fun stuff like et or, or even jaws even call that fun um and i think he's really back on to kind of having a blast style here and I, i'm i'm more glad to glad to get that spielberg back again because i've not really had f- yeah i've not had fun as such in a, in a spielberg film since cash me if you can i don't think um it's a long time ago which is a long time ago and he's done stuff that I, i've liked since then really good stuff but just it's not had kind of that joy to it and i think i because apparently he is quite into games himself because i did think is this going to be a just a big director who doesn't understand this aspect i mean obviously a lot of the stuff in the book less less so in the film is spielberg references anyway <laughs> so obviously he understands those because he did them um and he did cut back on that quite a lot, understandably. But I think he's on good form. I think this is his first time doing anything this kind of big CGI-wise. And I think, personally, I think he he doesn't need to be afraid of that that world. He's, uh, I guess because he's always previously been at the forefront. Things like Jurassic Park was really at the forefront of effects then, so he's not new yes. to this. No. Um, but as I say, other than BFG, in the last few years, he's not done loads of... CGI stuff. Yeah. CGI heavy stuff. Yeah. Because this, I mean... I know you didn't like this film much, but this this could have been absolutely appalling, couldn't it? I mean, this, if you imagine a just a imagine Michael Bay directing this or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it definitely could be much worse. But if you're going to judge films like that, <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, no, I say I really enjoyed it, but I, I just think even if I kind of hadn't liked it, I think well, yeah, it could have been it could have been unbearably terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, spoilers. Okay, spoilers, 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 spoilers. Right, let's have the list. <laughs> um, which is the worst one? Um, okay, my worst, the worst plot point that I hated in this film okay. was that he could lose his aunt one minute, right, and then the next minute he'll be making out, trying to make out with the girl. Uh, yes, fair enough. Because so we do um, the the buddy Ben Ben Mendelsohn, his name escapes me. Um, in the film, he he basically blew up. The, the, the stack he was where, living, yeah. But he thought Wade Watts wasn't. Yeah, he didn't seem that bothered by it, did he? No, given that his aunt raised him, pretty much raised him because his parents died when he was young, you would think there would be more yeah. emotional attachment to that. And then he say, um, you've killed my mother's sister. Like, wouldn't you just say you've killed my aunt? Exactly. <laughs> anyway. and I know she's made some bad decisions in her life, but I mean, it's not bad enough to warrant 
the emotional change to suddenly oh um let's make out right now let's try to make out right now it's it's just so jarring i didn't like that at all like yeah because you know, I, I on the one hand i like the idea that the the, the, the villain as he's being played would would kind of it would have to have high stakes. He wouldn't be afraid to do that. And particularly, and it kind of it plays into the, the fact that this this whole generation has been abandoned effectively. Mm. But you're right. The impact, I mean, even when, yeah, when Ben Mendelsohn turned up at the end to the stacks, when everyone knows he killed a bunch of people there, yes, he would be torn to shreds. Even if there were police coming up, I, I know. Yeah, he would be killed instantly. I know he gets his gun out and all that, but still, no, it's so yeah. weird though. Like, why would he tell? First of all, okay, why would Wade Watts tell? them to drive to the stacks yeah. and then get all those people to come out to surround the van and then to slowly part where he moves in with yeah. a gun. Who does that? What? What? I don't understand that choice at all in terms of directing. Yeah. Like, so, why so, would you do that? So, I, I, I can't argue with that. It's one of those things I think you need him there for the plot to work so don't think too hard about it, but... Yeah, it's it's one of the way. It doesn't make sense. I'm not gonna well, fight. I'm not gonna yeah, fight you on that one. You have a crowd of people there. That suddenly, part like the Red Sea. They yeah. were supposed to protect him. He killed so many people, and what they do? Just part slowly. Part yeah. for him to go kill the other person. Yeah. What crowd does that? <laughs> In okay. what world? Yes. Uh, Maybe it's a, an insightful commentary on the way. And wait, no, I've got nothing. No. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, next point, which I didn't like, is that. Obviously, everyone lives in Columbus, Ohio. Why, why is that? All the five main characters live okay. there. So, um, the, so the internet is a big, big place where you can, you know, you have no idea where everyone is. It's true. Uh, in in defense of that, I would say I think I think part of the idea of this world in twenty forty five is that everyone. So I, I can't remember if they explained or not, but um, I think everyone has been pushed into kind of small areas, and so a lot of people live in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, but the world is much bigger than that. Um, also, and I think you. So this is the kind of thing that I think I, I'm happy to believe that people kind of congregated towards uh, people who sounded the same as them, um, and the, like the ones who actually speak English. So, um, but they don't though. One was speaking mostly in Japanese, and one was speaking, mostly speaking in Chinese as well. I, think they, I, mean, I know they were Japanese and Chinese, but they were they were speaking. Were they speaking like that? Fine. I mean, it could just be that at some point someone's like, "Hey, anyone from Columbus, Ohio?" <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 happy to get. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that one's fine. I'm okay with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, what else you got? What else I got? <laughs> the the best bit about distracting. You know when when another one character tells the other character to run away, I'll distract them. Yes. How in this film is probably the worst distraction <laughs> ever. What was the distraction? Oh. Nothing. Right. She did nothing. <laughs> she did absolutely nothing. <laughs> She pushed him into a, 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 a what was it? She was pushing push him into where she could clearly fit into as well. Right, I don't remember this happening, but um, I was just in the li- in the library or the, in the in the uh, museum. So this was when the company found out where they were. All oh, right. Okay. So after um, after she rescued him, yes. and they almost made out. They were supposed to go back in again, yes. and then the IOI company found out where they were. Then they were chasing everyone. Uh, they found out with the they found out where they were, and then they went and chased them. Yeah. They're running away. Um, he went into one of these uh, secret passage. I'm gonna say secret passage, but I'm not sure where Why he not? was. Sure. Yeah. She pushed him into it and said, "Oh, I'll distract them." Yeah. And what she does was and catch me. Okay, uh, I'm done. Did Did it work? Of course it does to to so that the plot will move on. There you go. She nailed it. Uh. No, it doesn't work like this, Colin. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what what I find a bit odd, so so the, we go back go back to the race. He completes the race by figuring out that you need to drive backwards, which I I thought looked pretty good. I was happy with that. Um, and then he he tells the others, or the, he tells one of them, and they tell us, and blah, 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 who all then do it themselves. Yeah. So they all get a copy of the key. But for the other challenges, they don't all need to do it. It's just one of them does it, and they carry on. So I thought that was a bit odd. Um, and and the baddies always seem to be a step behind, so they've figured out fairly for some reason, right? And then they managed to get to the end quicker than they. Well, they did. could. I mean, they might have said, "Hey, you know these people who keep winning? Maybe we should keep an eye on them, see what they're doing." Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that was so because and and things like yeah, the reference King Kong. That there is no one on the planet who doesn't understand the reference to King Kong. So I exactly, that, was, that, that was on the one hand. I, I think that's that's good, but yeah, it's not like there's not exactly a deep deep dive into pop culture. Um, 
We haven't talked at all about. Um, sorry, you can carry on your list later, but we haven't talked at all about the Shining sequence. Um, so mm-hmm. for, the, for the second clue, they they go into they go into the Shining basically. So they, yep. they open the door into the Overlook, uh, and then you you get a perfectly reconstructed Shining set. Have you seen the Shining? Nope. So but I know what it looks like. No, I know did, what the Overlook okay. Hotel looks like. Yeah, because um, I have. I thought it was garbage, but they, that's beside the point. Um, I've only seen it once, but it all came back to me. But, um, the, one of the characters in there hadn't seen it. I thought that was quite fun, him going up to the, the lift doors and opening them. And, yes, uh, you do it, yeah. Yeah, and so I don't know whether you knew that, but certainly I, yeah, I knew that, yeah. and I think most of the audience know what's going to happen um, at that point. So I, it's it's funny because yeah, there's so many um, just blinking you missed them pop culture references, and then suddenly you get a kind of a 10-minute sequence that's just The Shining. Um, so I assume that would have had to have come from the book. Obviously, obviously not. I can't remember whether it was in the book or not. Um, oh, fair enough. I, I did. I, to be fair, I did uh, skim through the book after right. a while because I just needed to finish it. So again, I'm mean, it's quite a good choice in that it's a people recognise it even if they haven't seen it. And mm. I, I thought, even though yeah, I was just thinking, oh, if that'd been Back to the Future, I'd have absolutely loved it. But I still enjoyed that that whole sequence. That's okay. There's probably some more obscure so things like the naked woman in the bath who turns into to a hag. Yeah, yeah. I, I obviously I knew that was coming, but yeah. That was, yeah, it's uh, probably not my. Yeah, it's probably one of the better scenes in the film. So I have no problems with I the shining film. I'm glad it wasn't all just his long sequences from films. But I thought that was a nice change of pace at, at that <laughs> stage. Um, the whole final scene where he's at the was it the Doom Castle? Which yeah. Apparently from, apparently from Voltron. Where um, he gave the most uncharismatic speech yes. to lead I mean, everyone over I've, I've barely heard of Voltron so I was looking at it thinking that looks a bit like Mordor I don't think it is Mordor um, there, there are a lot of big castles in, in books yeah. and pop culture yeah, I mean, but then they're calling it Doom and I was like there's Mount Doom which is in Mordor but it can't, it can't be So, uh, and then one of the characters turns into a thing which I thought might be a Transformer but wasn't it was something else no 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 it's a uh, Gundam yeah, that was and, pretty cool, though. <laughs> I quite like Gundam. Well, that's the, I think that's for me the only bit where the pop culture bit didn't really work because I'd never heard of that guy. I didn't care about him at all, and it was really played as a big thing. And and, and things like Me- Mecha Godzilla was in there, and I thought, okay, I don't really need to know who that is. I mean, I can work it out. It's a ro- robot Godzilla. Yeah. But, yeah, but this Gundam thing, I think. Well, uh, it's anime. I, yeah, and I think that's a reference that most people, I'm going to say, wouldn't know or at least wouldn't know much about. That depends, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is that big? There, so, Gundam is quite big. Gundam is probably one of the biggest, well, well-known animes out there. Uh, like Pokemon, put it that way. Yeah, okay. So I think, think if you compare it with King Kong or The Shining or or Staying Alive, which was an odd, odd choice, um, or the DeLorean or else, I think it's not up with those. I mean, maybe it is in parts of the world. Um, mm. So in Japan, I'm sure it is, but in America and in Britain, I don't think it is. And I think you could have. There's so many other popular... Co- like, if you turn into an E.T. or something, everyone, everyone knows who E.T. I mean, I can see why Spielberg didn't want to do that. No, I don't think... He also, that's, oh, that, that's a terrible example because it's a battle scene. But, um, yeah. sure, but th- there must be other... I mean, other kind well, of... Big, project, giant project robots. Well, I mean, it turns into Marshmallow Man or something, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, that, 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 for me, didn't work. I mean, well, the, yeah. it didn't ruin the scene, but I thought, well, I don't care about this character, so all big kind of musical cues and excitement is, you know, whatever. You need to cater to the anime part of um, pop culture, Colin. I mean, there's quite a lot of anime, <laughs> uh, if, if that's what you want. There is, but there is, well, you need something to reference in, because they reference pretty much uh, films, video games, and etc., etc. So yeah. you need an anime, you know, part, really. Like, pretty much everything was film-related. You have King Kong and uh, T-Rex. From Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. You have Chucky. Oh yeah, that was that was that was fun. Um, so the Zemeckis cubes. That was that was a Back to the Future reference. Again, I, I, I was quite impressed. So you talk about exposition, but no one explained what Zemeckis cube meant. I know they said what it did. But I was, obviously, I know Robert Zemeckis director Back to the Future. But yes. I think what, what what proportion of the audience knows who who Robert Zemeckis is? Uh, higher than Gongdon, I thought, but uh, but still fairly fairly low potentially. I don't know, maybe not. I tell you what, what I did. I'm adding to your list. So um, Artemis, she didn't want um, Wade Watts to see her in the real world because he wouldn't like what he saw. Yes. And then basically, she's this really attractive girl who's got a slight birthmark. Because that's, um, that, that's that's how what unattractive people look like in real life, Colin. And, but, yeah, I think it's a real shame they didn't 
actually go for someone who is either ugly or disfigured. So something that actually, the message that it doesn't matter what it looks like actually mm. means something. Yeah, so yeah. It could have been someone who, yeah, has been hideously disfigured or whatever else. Exactly right, yeah. You could um, have done that. That's true. I can see... I mean, it's a difficult sell for a film, but well, it's not. I mean, no one's no one's going to watch that film because the female lead, in the few times you see her in real world, is attractive, are they? So, uh, that that was a shame. I thought. Um, I mean, it's classic Hollywood, isn't it? They kind of look at me. I'm hideously unattractive because I have this scar on my pinky. Yeah, in the real world, you're the most attractive person any anyone knows, but in the film world, you're just a 9 out of 10, so it's a... Yeah. <laughs> and that's awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's better looking than Wade Watts, let's be honest. Yeah, um, that's definitely true. So, um, I did hear something saying that uh, he looks a lot like Steven Spielberg as a kid. I've not seen pictures of Steven Spielberg as a kid, but I can believe that. So, hmm. Did you finish your list, or is there, is there more? Uh, no... I do have a few more. Obviously, there are some nitpick, okay. nitpicks. Um, the ending. Yes. So at the end, uh, there's a huge, another long episode. Yeah, there's a huge car chase. Uh, no, no. So once he got his Easter egg, oh, yeah. uh, he got his uh, extra life, obviously. That didn't happen in the book, by the way. Scott Pilgrim sure. style. Scott Pilgrim style. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> when I first saw that. Why didn't, after all that effort, why didn't he shoot him? Um, in the end. Why, after all the effort of trying to kill him, yeah. you know, bombing, uh, destroying his, uh, where he lived, killing his, so many people, killing many, many people. Yeah. And obviously above the law, even though there are police there, but yeah. you can just get away with things in this uh, place. Why didn't he kill him in the end? Because the film wouldn't work. <laughs> Why? Um, he killed so many people, like for... Well, it's, I mean, it's weird, because once I defended the kind of the blowing of the stacks, he, as a film as a narrative point, he didn't really kill that many. So it's it's almost it's almost like the blowing up the stacks was completely out of character. Because he's not... I mean, he didn't kill anyone else at any other point. I mean, he kills a lot of people in the game. But... And then there's... there's, there's I mean, things like... I, mean, I think most of the plot holes are in the game in terms of you can get out just by removing your goggles. Mm-hmm. So if someone's about to kill you in the game, just remove your goggles. Job done. Um... Yeah, it's not like one of those things that what happens to you in the game happens to you in real life. No, you know? not at all. Although they do, yes, they do have those things where they can feel pain, can't they? Hmm. And I know they kind of the whole uh, what was like the crotch uh, pad or whatever it's called, um, which I know they built up as a. Effectively, they built it up as you can have sex in the game, uh, and then uh, what's his name? A medicine wears it in a fight and wishes he hadn't. As <laughs> as you would, yeah. Why would you wear that in a fight? <laughs> anyway. Um, so, you haven't answered my question yet, though. Um, why didn't he kill him? Because if yeah. he killed him, then the film would be over. <laughs> Maybe he uh, he saw the error of his ways. Did he? Why? How? It made no... S- it, no. It, okay, I'm not, not going to fight on that one either. Um, I, 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 I get it that he didn't kill him because he saw him crying. Be he it. shed one tear and that was it. That was the reason why... That, that was the thing he needed to see. And it reminded him of his own childhood, probably. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> uh, dear. Um, we haven't talked about uh, the TJ Miller character. He was pretty cool. He's the guy who wore that big... Had, his body was a skull. That was quite fun. Which one was this? He's the, the guy whose body was a skull had holes in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. Mm. Um, we haven't talked about the fact that one of his mates turns out to be a, a woman. H is a woman rather than yep, a man. Yep. That was quite fun. One of the kids, one one of the characters who sounded like an eleven-year-old boy turned out turned to, out be, to be, an be an eleven-year-old boy. Year yeah, which they played as a speak like kind of like, well, you're nothing like I expected. But even in the game, I thought like that guy sounds like an eleven-year-old boy. Um, so that was that was fun. <laughs> and, <laughs> so <clears throat> one, one one thing I remember as well now. Yeah. Um, everyone seemed to be playing in these ports where the the they walk on the treadmill, the simulate yes. walking in there. Yeah. yeah. There are huge amounts of people who play out in on the streets. So are they just jogging on the spot? Is that how they? I do? have no idea. How is that going to work? How are you supposed to fight when you're on the streets? Do they just run and then if there's an actual manhole there, <laughs> do they just fall in there? Some of them in the early in the first shot you see them kind of in their living room and stuff. They're like just playing in the in, yeah. And you think yeah, how does that how does that work? Maybe um, maybe you can get something built into your shoes. Mm-hmm. There you go. Another plot hole fixed. Right. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> Uh, you get the whole thing of him playing on the Atari. I, I, it, it kind of worked. 
I guess. By, by that point, the real world stuff was more interesting than the game stuff, I think, because they had, mm. had the van chase and all that. And, uh, yeah, him playing a computer game in a computer game. I mean, that, that felt a bit odd in terms of, you can do anything in this Oasis, like play an 80s arcade game. <laughs> that's, that's not, okay, that's not very exciting. Um, they switch off the Oasis on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So that they can make out. So they can make out. Um, they're not fixing kind of any of the problems of people living in nope, uh, not at all. <laughs> caravans stuck on top of each other. Uh, the world girlfriend and apparently a new apartment. Yes. And the worst tagline ever because reality is real. I like to see um, reality's greatest doing finishing a good meal. I thought they should have finished with that. That was mm. nice. Yeah, they should have said reality is real. That, oh my, <laughs> they ended the reality film with that. Reality is real though, is it? You can't argue with that. Yeah, that's a sh- I-, I can come <laughs> up with a line better than that. You think you're better than whoever wrote this film? Ernest Klein. Ernest Klein, yes. oh yeah, he adapted the film as well, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So do you think we're getting a sequel? Yeah, most likely. Cool. Ready Player yeah. 2. We're not going to cover it, though. No? What if, what, if Tom, <laughs> what if Tom Cruise is in it? Uh, Then you can make me cover it, yes. Sweet. Uh, So there you go. I had a good time. I'd watch it again. Um, You did not I, have a good time. I'd probably be forced to watch it again. Um, I'm afraid Richard Gere might have to wait another uh, installment. Poor Richard Gere. <laughs> So we'll bump Richard Gear again. Um, what we'll do next time, I think, is is uh, do Richard Gear before we do the main topic, just to make yeah, sure we talk about his films. It's going to be a shorter. I, I hopefully, it's going to be quite short next time as well. Uh, what a what a ringing endorsement of next time's episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we move on to the quiz. We are at two all for the year. Two all. Two plus two. Four. Fantastic four. What a link. Um, I will ask you the first question, Zijan. Okay. Quiz about Fantastic Four. Uh, to the nearest million dollars, what was the budget of the unreleased 1994 version of the Fantastic Four? To the nearest million. To the nearest million. I think it's about two. Oh, it was just one million dollars. Uh, I thought it was 1.5, so I rounded up. All right, it was one according to Wikipedia. Mm, okay. That was US uh, dollars. Were you going in Canadian dollars? Is that the yes. Okay. Yes, Colin. <laughs> Question one. Uh, which Avengers actor auditioned for the role of Doctor Doom in the 1994 Fantastic Four? 1994? Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, Avengers actor, I'm going to say... Uh, hmm, I'm going to say Jeremy Renner. No, it's Mark Ruffalo. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. Some good trivia for you. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, question two. Uh, the 2015 Fantastic Four ranks 42 out of 49 in terms of box office returns for Marvel Comics movies. Oh, it's so bad, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was. Can you name any one of the seven films that ranked below it? In the Marvel... So they're Marvel Comics. They're not necessarily Marvel Studio. Oh, okay. Because obviously 2015 Fantastic Four wasn't. But um, any Marvel comic adaptation that finished below that. Mm. That's a good question. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Howard the Duck. Correct, yes. <laughs> um, from 43 down, we've got Blade Trinity, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, The Punisher, uh, Elektra, Howard the Duck, Punisher, Warzone, and right at the bottom, Inhumans, which is a bit harsh. Was it a film? Well, it, the, the first episode was released in IMAX. Okay. Um, so I think it's a bit harsh to include that. Yes, yeah. But there you go. Um, question two. According to the 2005 version of Fantastic Four, both Reed and Doom were classmates at which American university? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm going to say uh, MIT. That's correct. Uh, question three for you. Uh, which director who went on to be involved in the Harry Potter franchise was signed on to direct the Fantastic Four in 1995 but later dropped out? That's Chris Columbus. Correct. Uh, question three. Doug Jones played the Civil Surfer in the Fantastic Four sequel. Yes. But which DCEU actor voiced him? Lawrence Fishburne. Correct. Question four. Who provided the voice of the Silver Surfer? <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. Correct. Question four. The 2015 Fantastic Four tied with which other film as worst picture in the Golden Raspberry Oh, Awards? I read this. Um, I think it was Fifty Shades of Grey. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, last question for you. Um, what is the name of Ben Grimm's fiance in the Fantastic Four? Sorry, in Fantastic Four, um, who leaves him in that Alicia film? Alicia Masters. Um, I, sorry, I, I'll be I'll be clear on. Um, it's the 2005 film, and she leaves him before he meets Alicia Masters. Oh, okay. I'll let, I'll let you answer that one again because I didn't give you enough context. No. 
Oh, that's difficult, man. I don't even know who that is. That's like a side, side, side character. Really? I have no idea. Who is it? Uh, Debbie. Hmm. Uh, question five. Name the Fantastic Four films that Stanley has had a cameo in. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to say he was in Fantastic Four and Rise of the Silver Surfer. Which Fantastic Four? Uh, the 2005 one. Yeah, correct. Two films. Because I, I, I was reading one of the things, a website listing all the problems with the 2015 one, and one of the problems was that Stan Lee wasn't in it. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Which I think that's a long way down the list of problems with that film. Uh, there you go, a 4 3 victory. Hard Last four. question was harsh, though, Colin. Last question was so harsh. It wasn't easy, I'll be honest, but. Uh, yeah, it was a small character. Sometimes you've got to have a hard question in those, Ian. Well, <laughs> maybe we'll see you next time then. <laughs> They're all going to be hard questions. <laughs> They're all going to be sight characters, Colin. <laughs> I, I hope you look read up about it. Uh, what is our topic for next time? The Fast and the Furious series. Oh, boy. Good. I know. <laughs> Have you seen any of them? Mm-hmm, I'm not going to say. <laughs> um, and our main topic for next time, uh, I, I've given it a title, which I've not told you, so you'll see if you like it. Um, mm-hmm. Avengers Reassemble. That's the, the title. Yeah, that works. That yeah. works. Um, so what we're doing is, I've ever challenged saying, okay, well, if, if the Avengers um, were replaced by characters that the Avengers actors have played... Does that make sense? That does work. <laughs> yes. So um, we're going to see. We're going to build an Avengers team of with Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Scott Johnson, etc., etc. And we're going to see who's the best. So if you want to uh, suggest anything for us, you can get in touch at CZ and Movies on Twitter or CZ and Movies at Gmail dot com. Uh, who you would pick in your uh, new formed Avengers? And we're going to make them fight. See you then. <laughs> Bye.